You're listening to the High Life Podcast, and I'm your host, Meredith Wadsworth. From understanding your lifestyle choices to your limiting beliefs, living your best life starts with honoring yourself every day. It is my hope to fill each episode with information and inspiration to guide you towards living your own intuitive, intentional, and fulfilling high life. everyone. Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I am recording from my yoga teacher training in Bali and we're on day three at the moment um, out of 24. So I've got a ways to go but it's been an incredible experience already and I'm learning so much. I'm doing my program through the Sacred Fig, which um, is a program founded by Anton Brandt, who um, is originally from New York, and he has since gone on to create teacher trainer programs both in Bali um, and in Portugal as well, and does retreats and everything. So definitely check him out because he's an incredible person and such a, a brilliant mind, and I'm so honored to be able to study with him. Um, but Yes, this program has been so awesome, and I definitely want to share more with you guys and help answer any questions that you have because I know that I had so many questions about teacher training before going through it myself, and I'm still learning so many new things every single day. So if anybody has any questions around what going through teacher training is like, please let me know, um, and I will definitely talk about them on a future podcast. Um, today I wanted to share an awesome guest interview with you guys. We've got Emily who is a fellow IIN graduate and she specializes in women's hormone health, helping them balance their hormones and get in tune with their monthly cycle. She has so much to offer and I just had the best conversation with her. She's also become a really close friend of mine. So um, we have a lot of fun when we link up, and I hope to do some more collaborative things with her in the future. She's now offering also a month-long group program called Creating Hormonal Harmony. And you guys should definitely check that out. I think she's got one already in the process, and she's doing another one in the spring. So definitely go over to her website, her Instagram, and get on her wait list for that because it's pretty incredible. Whether you're someone who has a regular cycle or not, you can always learn from these sort of tips and tricks that she's going to offer in this episode um, and through her program to help you to maximize your relationship with your femininity and your cycle even more. So I'm excited for you guys to tune in and to just stalk Emily because she's got loads of info for you guys. So without further ado, we'll dive right in and I'll see you guys on the other side. All right, Emily, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. I think this awesome. episode has been a long time coming and um, you've been such a great friend of mine through Instagram and I love what you're doing. Um, and as you know, I'm someone who has quite a hormone story myself. And so I'm always learning how to better get in tune with my body, the messages it's trying to tell me. And, you know, the fact that for women, our period is our fifth vital sign. And it's something yes. that I don't think is talked about enough. So I love that this is sort of where your expertise is in. Um, and I'd love to ask you how you got to this point in, in coaching on hormones. Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to be on the podcast. Um, so this whole thing started for me when I first got off birth control which was, it was um, probably in about 2016, 2015, I got off birth control. When were, how long were you on it before you went off? I was on it for five years. And it was interesting because I've always kind of been drawn to, to like natural foods and like natural living and everything. And I went on the pill originally strictly just to prevent pregnancy. My periods were, they were very regular. I still had a ton of PMS and really bad cramps and everything and started the pill because I was like, okay, I want to move in with my boyfriend and not get pregnant. So the obvious thing at the time was like, yes, just go on the pill. So I went on the pill and I remember I was really hesitant to start it. I just did it. I was like, ah, I was kind of like putting you it had off. a gut feeling. 
exactly. And it was supposed yeah. before I was like, I had any idea about like trusting your gut or anything, you know, I was just like, well, it's, it's what the doctor says. It's what my mom's it's like, right. that's what you do. Right. Yeah. So I started it and from the start, it was like, I took it and I felt crappy, you know, I felt yeah. ill almost. And, uh, it was what it was. It's like how we get so used to we have our periods. Oh, okay. I get cramps. I feel crappy and it's common, but it doesn't mean that that's the way we're supposed to feel. It's kind of the same thing with birth control. I think that women suffer from a lot of these side effects and we just think that's just the way it is, but you know, your body's telling you something. So I went on like that for five years, but within that five years, other things started coming up for me. So my skin was terrible. My digestion continued to get worse and worse. Um, my stress was out of control. Mm -hmm. I started getting horrible, like the worst debilitating headaches that would come on my days off from work. So I'd work really hard all week with, I had a kind of a crazy schedule at the time. And then on my days off, I would just get these terrible headaches so I couldn't, it was like, I wasn't even living essentially. Yeah. Um, Can I ask my, you, did you, yeah. did you ever have a doctor or anyone tell you like, oh, these are just side effects. Maybe you need to try a different form of birth control. Um, the only side effects I was told that were possible from the pill was weight gain, <laughs> mm. which the opposite happened to me. I had a really hard time like putting on muscle when I was on the pill and I felt like it kind of made me lose weight. So I had the opposite effect, but that was the only thing. They were like, oh, your acne will get better and you, you'll probably gain a little bit of weight, but that was it. I wasn't That's told so crazy. anything else. That's crazy. Yeah. I had like, I was on, I think three or four different forms of the pill before I found one that like, I didn't have really any side effects of, and that right. was pretty great for me. And which honestly mm -hmm. made it hard to go off of eventually. But yeah, at first, at first I tried like two different, two or three different ones. One of them made my acne worse. The other one yep. like depressed, which I was like, this oh, is. Oh yeah, weird. that's common. Like, so mm -hmm. then I told, I told them and they're like, oh yeah, let's just switch it. And when you think back to like, <laughs> that should just be a red flag right there. <laughs> like there's more going on to this. <laughs> totally. Just controlling whether or not you get pregnant, you know, but they're like, no, like you just need to find one. Yeah, absolutely. Your body. And I'm like okay. And I mean, of course you listen to that, but yeah. I remember my doctor saying that too, because I was kind of nervous about it. And they're like, we'll put you on like a lower dose one, whatever right. that means. Cause I was right. like, it's still to me. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I might be like more sensitive to medication than the next person, but even at that quote, like lower dose, it was still all, all the effects of birth control. Like it was still happening to me, no matter what the dosage was, you know? Yeah. But I've heard of that before. Um, my, it happened to my sister, actually. She tried so many different um, kinds until she found, like, the, the, quote, right one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, those um, – and, it, you know, it leaches minerals and nutrients from your body as well, which I did not know. I wasn't taking any supplements at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and the other thing was my eczema came back. I had eczema as a kid, and it went away when I was a teenager – and then it slowly started coming back again. And I was like, I was going to doctors because I thought something was wrong. Like I was going to allergy doctors and like all these, I thought something was wrong with my sinuses because I was getting these terrible headaches and everything. And my one, she's my best friend now. She goes, she had told me, you know, my mom's um, a homeopathic doctor. You should go talk to her. And that was one of the first steps that started me on this um, more holistic journey and kind of discovering more about my health on a really deep level. And through talking with her and, and, um, it was just, I realized how much stress was affecting my life. You know, then I, I started acupuncture mm -hmm. and through that, you know, we did a lot of work with cycle and she was telling, you know, there's only so much we can do because you're on the pill. And I was like, Oh, you know, slowly these pieces were coming together. So I got off the pill and it was like, it was like immediately I got off the pill and, oh, and this is also important to know. I think it's just funny. My doctor, I went to the doctor and I was like, listen, I'm thinking about getting off the pill. I just want to have a time, like a year to just let my body, um, kind of like regulate before like trying to have a baby or anything. And she says, oh, no, it'll flush out of your system in two weeks. So it's like, oh, two weeks later, I should be like totally fine. 
which I, I, it, I don't know why. And cause it's so funny. It's just, it's funny how like intuition works and like letting the universe guide you and everything. But it was something kept on like nagging me that I was like, that's not right. So I went, I finally went online and kind of was like looking at getting off the pill and hormones and everything. And, um, the book woman code by Elisa Vitti popped yep. up and I bought it cause it seemed like exactly what I needed. And I just like read that book, like cover to cover and just like digested everything in it. And was like, all right, I mean, I need to like apply this to my life and be just, I want to feel better. You know what I mean? Um, so that book was kind of what sparked this all in me. You know, I kind of got away from it, you know, I, for a little bit, and very recently was like everything that I feel like I was doing in terms of like coaching, I was even attracting clients to me without even realizing it who were coming like, Oh, by the way, like my period's not regular. And I was like, well, this is great. Let's talk about it. Cause I loved talking about it. Yeah. So you weren't um, even trying to coach at this point, but people were just like gravitating towards you for this conversation. At first I was um, just talking to my friends like crazy about hormones. And it started out as that at first. And then um, I was looking for a shift in my career. I was um, a manager at a coffee shop and I was looking for something different. And I found a pamphlet for the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And just from there, I signed up and began training to be a health coach. And I, so I was coaching at first, just very generally, you know, just like for whatever reason, yeah. like you know, people need That's to help how we you. all start. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, I'll help you with that. I'll help you with that. Sure. sure. And then, um, yeah, and it's ironic too. Actually, my very first um, paying client, her the reason that she was coming to me was because she was trying to get her period back. So it's kind of funny that that was like my very first client. Yeah. And I didn't it's even like, like think it's about it. The world like mirrors things to you. I would get that. I still get right? that all the time. I will get clients who are, have very similar stories to my own. Sometimes it's even things that I'm currently trying to work through. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. But it's yes. almost kind of a gift because you get the opportunity to try to coach someone through something that you otherwise would never tell yourself. Or even if you did, you wouldn't listen. But by getting to explain that to someone else, you then really hear it for yourself. And you're like, Oh Oh, yeah, I know what to do. Like, yeah, exactly. No, that's, it's so true. And even through like coaching and even just honestly, just like showing up even for social media and like Instagram, it definitely reinforces it for myself that like I'm doing this like not just for because I want to help so many women but it also like reminds me daily to like check in with myself like check in with what phase I'm in and to nourish myself too because ultimately like this is what this is like what healed me and this is what has like led me to doing the work that I'm doing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um yeah like and and going back to when I, when I had got off the pill too, I believe that was kind of like my first step towards like leading me to where I am now, because like the minute I feel like I stopped taking that pill and I know a lot of women have said they felt the same thing. This like fog lifted, like it was like, it was like almost immediately, like within the week of stopping it, I felt like M again. Like I felt energetic and brighter and like sharper. And, um, uh, and I was so excited about like, oh, I, have, I read this book and I'm going to start cycle syncing and everything. And I remember those first few periods off the pill were pretty sucky, <laughs> like really bad cramping and um, just like bloating and terrible headaches. I was also getting like recurring yeast infections. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of um, stuff going on, but I had gotten off of it in January and by the spring, I was like, my periods were so much better. I was, you know, my skin was clearing up everything. Just like I was finally able to put on muscle and I felt like I was like going more towards a weight that was natural to me without doing, you know, really changing my workouts much. And the more I've like learned about this stuff and like, like, um, educated myself in research, like the more I've like the more I'm putting in, like instituting in my own life, it's like the better I feel. Yeah. And it's become so second nature now that I don't even think about it. And yeah. that's like something I love to tell my clients is it seems like 
it's a lot of information because you're kind of going against what society tells you, you sh- how you should be living. So yeah. it seems kind of counterintuitive. But once you are instituting this stuff and you're like eating for your cycle and moving for your cycle and you realize how your mind works for each phase, it's like you don't even think about it, you know? Like you wake up and you just feel your energy and you just know if you're down and you're like noticing smaller details or you're feeling like you want to organize your house, it's like you're not crazy. Like you're in your luteal phase, you know? Like it just, it all flows and it becomes second nature, Mm -hmm. which is kind of beautiful because when I find when women do this and we're like living in tune with our cycles, that's when you're able to step into your power and like who you are and you just become, you become like a power source. Yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the things that I love so much about you and what you share and what you help women to, to do and to realize and harness is that energy that women are otherwise, we're, we're so, um, marketed and told that our periods are something that are debilitating and that we're supposed to have mm-hmm. PMS and like PMS is normal. It's something to blame. It's like a reason to knock us off our feet or whatever. Yeah. And it's not, and that's not what it is. I feel like we're also told that our periods are one time throughout the month for a set number of days. And then it's like off your period, but your period is all the time. Like it is something that is part of who you are 24 seven from the day you were born to the day you die. And it is a cycle that you are supposed to like take in waves and much unlike men who are very hormonally flatlined pretty much all the time. Yeah. So we we can't expect to be on that same level of energy that they're at all the time. And like society Mm -hmm. is not telling us these things. So no, it's, that's why it's so hard because it's, we're, we're honestly like trying to keep up. And I like to say, like, instead of trying to keep up, I'm like, it's not that we're trying to keep up. Let's like forge our own path and do it our own way because that's where like the magic is going to happen, you know? Right. Right. And what I love too, that I think that book woman code talks about, cause I've read it as well is Mm -hmm. how women actually can be, it's not, again, not a matter of keeping up, but can oftentimes be like insanely um, heightened in terms of our abilities and our awareness and the things that we pick up on if you are actually in tune with that part of your cycle. So like if you're trying to push through things when you're supposed to be in a more rest and repair kind of mode based off your cycle, then of course it's going to feel more like a struggle, but there's going to be that part of your cycle where you're like peak energy and you can like Bam, you can like knock people's socks off with that if you get oh, yeah. in with it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and that, yeah, that phase that you're talking about is the ovulatory phase, which is like, that's the phase, that's the phase where every woman feels, you feel like magnetic and incredible. You have the most energy. And that's the phase where like communication is the best. And it's, it's a great time to like reach out to people and collaborate. And like you use, basically like using your communication skills um, to your advantage at that point. Whereas yeah. like, the luteal phase, which is the phase right before your period, you are feeling much more inward and you know, you don't really want to socialize as much. And you just, it's like that feeling of just wanting to just be inside and focusing on yourself and self-care. Like that's what's coming easily to you. But I think sometimes we, we feel like you're like, why do I not feel like socializing? I feel like antisocial. It's like, you're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's literally what your hormones are kind of dictating your body at that time. And when we learn to like pay attention to that, it just makes things so much easier. And it's almost like you're giving yourself permission to just allow those emotions and your energy to do what they're doing. Yeah. And you don't feel as much guilt. At least that's, that's what's happened for me yeah. um, through imp- implementing uh cycle syncing in my life. Yeah. I think when, I think it's interesting, just like even that, that concept, that insight that when we have what feels like a logistical reason for feeling mm-hmm. a certain way, we're okay with it. But if we don't <laughs> yeah. know the reason that we feel a certain way, we judge it so hard. And I think that's yes. a fascinating aspect of human nature. But mm-hmm. I do think that showing women that there is a rhyme and reason to the way that you feel throughout the month is very empowering. Um, and so I'd love to, oh, absolutely. I'd love to talk about first, first let's talk from the perspective of someone who maybe has a regular cycle and regular meaning mm-hmm. that they get it every month and however yep. many days that mm-hmm. is for them, maybe they mm-hmm. do get some, what we call PMS issues or things like that. Mm-hmm. So how can someone in that situation start to become more in tune with 
their cycles. So what you want to do is you want to start on the first day of your cycle, which would be day one, you get your period, like the first day you start your bleeding. And from that point and throughout the length of your cycle for that phase, which is the menstrual phase, you want to just be focusing on like really light movement and kind of taking it easy, resting, even napping. If you, like I say, just like, listen, girl, if you need to nap right now, like these, especially the first few days, like that's what you should be doing. You know, a lot of the times I think we feel like I got to get my workout in or, you know, I should be doing this. It's like, no, like if you feel tired, listen to that, especially during a period, you know, during a period, your body is involved in that process of having a period. And I don't think we realize, you know, because it's something going on inside of us, we don't realize how much work that is for the body. Like it's an immense task that it's undergoing and it's beautiful. You know, we think sometimes I think it gets a reputation for being gross, but it's actually an extremely cleansing and detoxifying time of the month. Yeah. So it's kind of important to just remember what's going on internally. So resting is so important and to be supplying your body with, you basically want to be remembering to remineralize because you're losing a lot of blood. Um, So you want to focus on foods that are really rich in minerals and iron, um, you know, dark leafy greens, sweet potatoes, um, sea vegetables, meaning like nori and dulse flakes, those those things. Seaweed snacks that you can now get in like single packs. Those are like the best. (laughs) Um, Wild rice is great. Um, Dark colored berries. I also, it's, and beets too. It's kind of interesting. Something that I like to point out a lot of the foods that are so great for the menstrual phase are often really, they're darker in color. Mm. Um, and like, think about beets, like beets are one of the best foods for your period and think about them. Like they're red. They kind of, they kind of yeah. look like blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, and during this time, your body and like your mind is going to be optimized for reflection and meditation and evaluating basically taking just, you know, reflecting back on where you are in your life, looking at your goals and everything. Both sides of the brain are communicating the best during this time. So it makes it really easy for you to kind of take a step back on your own life and see what's happening essentially and decide where you want to make shifts or changes, rest and reflection, remineralizing your body and everything. Um, But yeah, give yourself permission to rest and take it easy. Don't plan anything if you don't need to self-care. That's, that's a huge part of that, of, uh, your menstrual phase as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then after the menstrual phase is the follicular phase. And during this phase, so this, this phase starts the day your period ends and lasts about seven to nine days. And during this phase, you're kind of, if, if you're, I should say, if your hormones are relatively imbalanced and you rested and and ate the right foods during your period. So when you enter this phase that, you know, each phase like plays into the next one, how you take care of yourself. So in this phase, you should start feeling your energy spiking again. Um, So you could start incorporating some more intense walks or light jogging. And because of the um, energy that you're starting to feel, it's great to have more raw foods like salads and carrots and think of like lighter vegetables and also probiotic rich foods are huge for this phase. Um, This phase is characterized by new beginnings and your mind is optimized for creativity right now. So this is a really good time to like start a new project or set some intentions for the upcoming weeks that are, that are um, coming ahead because you'll have the energy and you're really open to saying yes and accepting like social invitations and, you know, being more social and everything. Mm-hmm. And then after that phase is everybody's favorite, the ovulatory phase, because this is, it's kind of interesting. So this phase is you're the most fertile. So wanting to attract a mate, not necessarily like, yes, like, a lot of women, it's not the goal to get pregnant, but for some women it is, but no matter what your goal is, you're still going to look your best and feel your best during this phase. The rising hormones are making your skin look the best. Um, 
you'll probably be putting extra effort into your appearance without even really trying, like without even realizing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have high confidence. You're feeling great. <laughs> it's really easy to communicate and collaborate with people. Um, this is the time to be bold and take up space. <laughs> Love it. Um, so hit workouts, interval training, um, running all these basically you'll have energy to just like you could go all day basically in the ovulatory phase and it's actually okay to in this phase because you have the energy so the reason why you don't want to push yourself in the other phases where you might have lower energy is because it can um trigger a stress response in the body so in the ovulatory phase when you have more energy you you can go for longer or do multiple workouts and not trigger that stress response because you naturally have the energy to do that mm-hmm. um And to nourish this phase, you want to stick to foods that are going to support liver cleansing because your hormones are rising. So you just want to make sure you're still moving excess hormones out of the body and still sticking to very like raw foods, Um, lots of salads, um, clean protein sources, sauerkraut, coconut yogurt, um, foods like that are fantastic. Um, So after the ovulatory phase is the luteal phase. And this is the phase where if your hormones are out of balance, you might start feeling some PMS symptoms come up. And also if your hormones are out of balance, you might be feeling the effects of low progesterone. So, you know, in a, in a perfect, like, um, perfectly balanced body, this phase, because of the higher progesterone, you would actually be feeling really chill and calm because that's what that hormone does. Typically, we hear women are like, you know, they're feeling more anxiety or um, stressed or frazzled, you know, and they're like, my period's coming. That's why I feel like this. But getting your progesterone levels to where they should be will actually allow you to have a very relaxed luteal phase, which is ideal. That's like the goal. Um, so this phase is about two weeks long. It ends the day you get your period. And the first week of the luteal phase, you're still feeling pretty energetic. Um, and during, once you hit that second week, you're going to start feeling your energy waning a little bit. It's just, which is totally normal. And it just means you're moving towards your period. So I always suggest, you know, go, you can continue with like your workouts and movement and, you know, social engagements. But as you move into that second week, don't be afraid to like cancel plans or say no, or just start um, come cutting back on your workouts and just doing some walks and things like that. Cause you don't want to push it basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of women feel extra hungry in the luteal phase, the, the cravings yeah, and they feel um, more fatigued. And if you're feeling the cravings, it just means like just shifting what you're eating your body is requiring more carbs, carbohydrates, mm-hmm. and sweeter vegetables and foods that are cooked. So it's going to need those extra calories and it needs that energy to have that task start basically in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So as you start feeling that fatigue, it's so important to not push yourself and like listen into that. Just kind of like lean into that, you know, like rest if you need to, or like cut back on the workouts. Um, it's kind of like you... I like to tell women, like, just like write down at the end of each day, how your energy feels. And even based on your energy, you can figure out what phase you're in. It's kind of amazing. You know, our energy is not static. It's very cyclic and it moves so much on a day-to-day basis. And you can tell even like when you ovulate based on your energy. Yeah. It's real. it's really amazing how our energy plays into it. Yeah. Um, I have have a question about that actually. Yeah. Um, because I've tried to sort of track in a few different apps and I don't know if you have one that you like totally recommend over the others, but I've used like, um, I think it's called like flow in flow or something like that. I think it's by, um, the same author as woman code. Um, so, yeah, the, the flow living app, flow living, flow living. That's or, what it is. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I guess like whenever I've gone to try to like record my mood or my energy, it's like, how do you know whether I'm in a mood because of my cycle or if I'm in a mood because of something external, you know, like a, some, a situation Oh yes, yeah. or like, totally. Yeah. Um, I find that if I'm having 
That's such a good, that's such an amazing point to bring up, actually. I feel like if I, something, um, like something happened to me and therefore then I'm feeling the emotion from it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well that like X caused that. Right. But if everything is for me anyway, like if I wake up and you know, day to day, like everything's kind of the same and I wake up and I'm, I just feel like kind of meh or silly stuff. Like I'll look at my, my kid and I feel like it for no reason. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like crying for some reason. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I know I'm in my gluteal phase and that's, that makes sense that I'm feeling stronger emotions at different times. Um, but yeah, for me anyway, it's definitely a matter of like tuning in. Like when I hit my journal at the end of the day, like what happened during the day, like what triggered that. But sometimes I feel like those moods that I get from outside sources that triggered it are because I'm not like I'm trying to do too much maybe in a phase where I should be slower. Yeah. Like I tend to get a lot more frustrated or feel sadness um, or like a struggle if I'm in like the luteal phase or menstrual phase and I like booked way too much for the day, you know? And I feel like I have a much easier time kind of dealing with multiple emotions. It's like something happening outside, like, or what, you know, if it's like based on my hormones. Does that make sense? Totally. And I think that's like such another good and important reason for people to have practices like a meditation or a journaling session or just practicing being more self-aware and how you are reacting to certain things. Because whether you do it at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day, whenever, Mm -hmm. I think, I think a lot of people are like, okay, I should meditate because you know, I'm told I'm supposed to, or for stress relief, right. whatever. but I think if you also give yourself another good reason why to do it, such as becoming more in tune with your cycle and learning whether your mm-hmm. mood is triggered from something outside of yourself, or if it's because Absolutely. you're just feeling an emotion and, and that's okay to feel it, but explore that. And I think that that's, that's important to look at. Um, and another great yes. to incorporate something like that into your, um, lifestyle. Oh, absolutely. That time of like self-reflection and giving yourself to sit in stillness and yeah, like you said, meditate or like journal, or even if you're just sitting there still and you're just like feeling whatever you're feeling for the day, kind of like taking stock of where you're at for the day. Um, I think that's huge because it does, it helps you tune into your body, helps you tune into whatever phase you're in and it allows you to feel whatever emotions you're feeling, you know, whether that's caused by stress or something happened or in argument with somebody, it's so important to, to observe those emotions. And if it ties into your cycle, then, you know, you, you like certain phases might make the emotion feel heavier, you know, or in other, whereas in other phases, it might, you might notice the emotion and it might be easier to kind of work through it. But certain phases, you just might feel it deeper than others. And that's okay. You know, I think it's important to note that emotions are such a huge part of being a woman. And it's such a great way to connect with your feminine energy instead of brushing it away or saying like, I'm crazy or, you know, oh, it's just my period. Like, no, it's, it's deeper than that, you know, and yep. they're there to serve us and to guide us. So that's, totally. it's important. That's like a really good point you brought up actually. Yeah, I think, I think it is. And it's something I've been trying to be more mindful of, um, in my own practice. Mm -hmm. Um, like you said, even if it's just sometimes like staring off into space, like sometimes that's how I tune in. Yes. (laughs) Okay. No, it's so true. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny because I know we had talked about meditation too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've been kind of experimenting with like what that means for me. And like, for me, I was like, all right, like meditation for me personally works it feels like it flows better when I'll do it like in the afternoon, kind of after that for afternoon for me would be like after we've done errands or like, you know, done my workout and it's kind of how I feel in the morning. Like I'm a morning person and it's easy for me to wake up and, you know, like eat, decide what I'm eating for the day based on how I feel. And sometimes in the afternoon things can get chaotic again. And I'm like, all right, that's when I need to like, Kind of like bring it back, sit yeah. down in stillness, yeah. and check in again. Yeah, and I, it's. I feel like it's so important. It <laughs> it's is so huge. 
And I think that's a great thing for you to know about yourself too, because again, like part of the reason that we meditate in the first place is to be more in tune with ourselves and to remove external stimulation. If you know that in the morning you are already super in sync with yourself, that is a beautiful time to realize, okay, I don't need to meditate right now. I'm already Mm -hmm. in tune with me and Mm -hmm. reserve that for a moment where you feel like later in the day, you need to reincorporate that. Whereas if you're someone who's like, I'm going to meditate first thing in the morning because that's what I'm told you're supposed to do. But really it's going to make you stressed out because you're rattling off a to-do list of everything you have to do. Then like, maybe that's not the best moment for you to do it. Maybe like the best way for you to meditate is, is to, you know, ease into your, your day, not, not, not like back up your traffic list of things to do because you're meditating and then yeah. yourself more stressed out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah go, we want to avoid stress. Morning in a way that's going to be easy and productive for you and then incorporate meditation mm-hmm. into that as opposed to like forcing it, you know, you don't want to, totally. you're, nothing good is going to come from forcing it. Yeah. And that's, and that's awesome that you brought that up too, because I feel like it goes into everything about like trying to do what society is telling us to do because for a really long time, I felt like I needed to do this, all this stuff in the morning. And, um, honestly it was stressing me out and I was like, this is not, this is not proactive and this isn't aiding, like it's not helping me at all to, to de-stress or to focus or to like feel how I'm feeling for the day. And once I realized it doesn't have to be like what I read on social media or in this like, wellness article it's based so much on you and what works best for you and once I did that it was like things flowed a lot better and that's so much of the work I do with clients is figuring out a routine that works best for them like taking it all apart you know yeah and it's kind of like taking it apart and putting it all back together in a way that's allowing them to connect with their feminine energy to de-stress and to make their lifestyle work rhythmically better yeah with their flow yeah Awesome. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, more women need to hear it. <laughs> we do. We, we really do. And some of us need to hear it several times. Um, sometimes myself included. It's true. It's so, yeah, it's really hard for us to step away from it. It's hard to convince. I think that's what the, another thing is. It's really hard to convince because it's, we are so bombarded with do this workout, you know, eat this way, you know, like one of the biggest things with that, um, like eating for your cycle is it's so important to eat healthy fats, like lots of avocado and olive oil and uh, coconut and everything. And a lot of the times I'm met with like, what you want me to eat more fats? And it's like, yeah, but there's so many, so much of diet culture is like low fat, this low calorie, this, mm-hmm. and it's like the worst thing you could possibly do for your hormones. Cause the hormones need those nutrients to, to, cr- to actually like metabolize, to um, yeah. not metabolize, to um, make the hormones. The body needs those those yeah. things to make the hormones. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you're going to feel crappier and yeah. it's not going, it's not going to make you lose weight. It's not going to no. make you feel better. You know? And the opposite is true too, for people who are like, okay, I'll eat a lot of fat and a lot of protein. I'm going to go low carb. Like trust. Uh, yeah. Me, don't want to go there. That is probably what partly got me in my situation in the first place. Cause I did that mm-hmm. super young and it was <laughs> We were, I was, you know, when you know better, you do better. And I did not know then. So exactly. Right. <laughs> but it was a mistake. And now that I know so much more, like removing carbohydrates, carbohydrates. Yeah. And by that, I mean like healthy carbs. Like, yes. I would take out the processed shit, the junk food, all that we know, but like your root vegetables, your brown oh, yeah. rice, your, your whole grains, like your legumes, like all those important carbs, your fruit do not. Yes. Do not limit those. Yeah, exactly. That's and and so much of the foods in like cycle syncing are a lot of like what you said, like the grains and the and the sweet potatoes, like the root vegetables, Mm -hmm. fruits, and um, I've had a lot of people. Oh, those are it's not like super low calorie. I'm like, just do it and you'll see. And the weight just falls off. It doesn't. It's like you don't even have to try, or vice versa too. If you're underweight, you'll you'll be able to get back to a healthy weight without trying because so everything is like connected with the endocrine system. It's really amazing stuff. And that's why eating for your cycle is so important too, because your body's packing that in because it's going to be using the energy to have a period. Like there's a reason for that. You're craving carbs, you're craving sweets right before you get your period. That's because that's what the body wants. And it doesn't mean go out and eat 
the bagels or like the processed foods or candy, it means eat what I would like to call almost like nature's candy, like naturally sweet things, like the sweet potatoes, carrots, parsnips, you know, feeding your body that stuff yeah. with the brown rice and chickpeas, all that stuff. You're, you're not going to have cravings, yeah. you know, right. those cravings are going to go away. Right. You know, your cravings are your body's way of saying, Hey, I need this right now. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's so amazing when you, when you listen to that and you're feeding your body, how your body just, your body's like saying, thank you. <laughs> and yeah. it responds by giving you good health. You know, it's true. Or, it's a, true. or a healthy period, which listening to a podcast the other day and they said it so beautifully, your period is this opportunity every month to basically have um, this amazing checkup with yourself, you know, by looking at like, how is your period? How are the symptoms? Like the color of your blood? There's so many signs that your body gives you through having your period. And you can use that as a really great way to check in with yourself to see how you're doing basically in, in taking care of yourself. Yeah. So how, how would someone who's not having regular periods go about getting more in tune with their cycle or regulating their cycle? So first of all, I would definitely, well, I would read the book woman code for sure. Mm-hmm. That's just such a good place to start. I feel like that's where my journey started. So I always recommend it for every woman to read, just to familiarize yourself with how your cycle works. And then from there, I would start by tracking your cycle. Like, did you, when did you start your period? And start adding in those aspects of cycle syncing, meaning in terms of shifting your movement and your food, depending on what phase you're in. And other huge factors to consider for regulating your cycle. And even if your cycle is regular, just things to include just as a woman and to um, continue to enhance your well-being is to de-stress and to live more non-toxic, eliminating plastics. Like number one, you have to get, get rid of the plastics and like plastics, like don't eat food out of plastics or out of don't drink out of like plastic water bottles, things like that. Don't microwave um, or reheat food in plastic. Do not. Exactly. Oh my God. Seriously. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> Or another thing that I recently um, learned about that I was um, talking about on Instagram stories was get rid of your plastic shower curtain too. Because if you think about it, that's plastic. And every time you take a hot shower, you're basically heating up the plastic, which Mm. allows for the chemicals to leach out of it um, in a bigger quantity. I'm going to go tear mine out right now. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I read it too, I was like, oh my God, obviously. It's funny how there's so many you know, plastic is everywhere in our lives and it really takes a conscious effort to like uh, realize all of it that's in our lives and take it out slowly. I just tell people, you know, start slow. Like, first of all, just get rid of your plastic water bottles and then the plastic food containers and just go from there, you know, cause it's hard. It's, 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 I feel like it's hard to be a hundred percent plastic free, but definitely the, your water bottles and food Mm-hmm. That's an amazing place to start. And next is getting outside and immersing yourself in nature is huge for hormone balancing. Because if you think about it, we are so connected to nature. Like the moon cycle is 28 days long, which is like on average how long a menstrual cycle is. Like the oceans follow the moon the moon cycles, like with the tides and everything. Um, it's like... It's, it, there are so many connections to nature and being outside, you know, like on beaches or in forests, number one, it's naturally stress relieving, which is huge. You, can, you can't balance your hormones if you're living in a constant state of stress. So being outside and like connecting with the earth and using that time to be still, to de-stress, that's going to be huge. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to go outside first thing in the morning. If you can be out around sunrise, that's even better because it helps to reset your circadian. So being out first thing in the morning and exposing yourself to that sunrise light. And if it's not freezing where you are to be barefoot on the ground Mm. for just like five or 10 minutes, that's such an amazing way to ground your body 
and to reset your circadian rhythm for the day. Those are like the, just those practices right there are yeah. huge for yeah. um, helping to balance your hormones. And also getting in touch with your feminine energy is going to be a massive player in balancing your hormones as well. Because we're often very masculine energy dominated. Yeah. Most that, women are. That yin and yang. We live in the yang, but we need more yin in our life, right? Yeah. Because we just, you know, it's, we are often, like I said before, trying to keep up with men instead of, like I like to think of it, instead of trying to keep up. It's more that I'm forging my own path because my own path is going to lead me to be me becoming a power source and becoming, you know, powerful and like all that I can be basically. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's a huge one too. Feminine energy would, would look like, it's like a, magnetically attracting what you want and um, enjoying the creation process and connecting to other people and like easily creating community and relating to others. Whereas like masculine energy looks like very intensely pursuing what you want and focusing on the end result and not so much on the process and just relying on yourself and your individual achievements. And a lot of the times masculine energy, if women are too heavy in that, what happens and the reason why it's not good to be too much for that side is because it can lead to burnout because masculine energy kind of, it shuts off your emotions. So you can just work, work, work to basically get to what you want, whatever the goal is. Feminine energy just allows you to kind of go with the flow and let things unfold as they're supposed to. And in the process, the creating the community and connecting with others emotionally and everything. And ideally you'd want a healthy balance of both, but our society, just our culture just forces us to just be so heavy in masculine energy because otherwise we feel like we're going to get behind. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to kind of keep that in mind and bring that balance back. Or like if you have a really demanding, busy job during the week, like make sure on the weekend that you don't have a to-do list and you are connecting with friends and you're uh, doing some form of self-care. Maybe you're spending time in nature so you can balance that out a little bit. Because if you're go-go all the time and you're always like living to your to wake up in the morning, you're like checking your phone, you know, you're not checking in with like how you feel. And it's just like, get the kids off to school. Like you're going to throw your hormones off because that living like that is going to lead to burnout. Yeah. That's essentially what too much masculine energy will do. It just causes too much stress in the body, but it's important to have a healthy balance of both. Exactly. And again, I think, I think it's important to bring that up too, because, um, for those who aren't, as familiar with my hormone story, I did a podcast on this several episodes ago, um, back in season one, you can check out, but for me, I, it took getting, um, functional lab tests run on me to sort of understand what was going on beneath the surface, because Mm -hmm. for a long time, I mean, I was living in New York at the time. Um, I was working several jobs at once, including, you know, trying to get my business off the ground on the side. And Mm -hmm. I interpreted all my adrenaline as like, like good natural energy. I was like, I feel great. I'm jazzed all the time. Like, this is awesome. But it took getting those lab results back for them to be like, your cortisol is on like epic levels. Like you are like so close to burning out. Oh yes. And I was like, Oh, like I had no idea because I felt it as like, I, I never rested. And so I was so used to just being like, up and elevated all the time that I was like, Oh my God, yeah. so much natural energy. But the minute yeah. I started to slow things down, I was like, I am exhausted. And like, yes, actually <laughs> allowing myself to feel that to mm-hmm. also now be at a place where I can appreciate, I have like highs and low days, but for the most part, I have a yeah. stable level of normal energy. And mm-hmm. I can, I can say from experience that those two feelings feel very different. And now I'm a much more attuned to when I am on those cortisol type energy levels versus yes. when yeah. I'm on a regular energy level, you know? That's, and that's so important too, to yeah. notice when that's happening too, because if you were on that cortisol high and you just kept going, then that's what would happen is you would lead to burnout. And that's what wants to heal. You, it's totally healable, but it just takes a lot of time yeah. um, because it's not just about the food, but it's, it's really shifting your lifestyle at that point, you know? Yeah. That's like when I was managing the coffee shop, it was the craziest hours and it was 24 seven. And 
it's a coffee shop. So uh, we were just chugging coffee all day. You know what I mean? So we never felt lows at all. Yeah. Obviously wasn't sleeping great either. Um, I, I love, love to tell women to do a caffeine break for like a month or two, Mm -hmm. just to allow yourself the chance to check into where your natural energy levels are. Because I think we get, we just, we, a lot of times wake up and have the coffee and maybe multiple coffees or something. And that kind of keeps us going, right? Like throughout the day. And I'm like, if you ever get to the point where you feel like you can't have that coffee, otherwise you can't fuck. I'm like, okay, you gotta like, you gotta cut it back. Cause if you can't feel where your baseline energy is normally, that's such a good indicator of how your hormones are too. And how like your body is doing. Or like, if you feel like you need to be taking pre-workout or like have an espresso before a workout, it's just so good to be like, maybe you shouldn't be doing that workout. There might be yeah. a reason. What phase are you in? You know, maybe your body needs the rest at this time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah, totally. So yeah, that caffeine, kicking the caffeine, ha- doing, I love just doing like a caffeine cleanse for like a yeah. month or two, yeah. you know, not all the time. Cause I even love coffee too. You know what yeah. I mean? Totally. And I, and again, and I think- when you can sort of understand how, like how your body is, is running, uh, on its mm-hmm. own, then yeah. when you do drink it, you can enjoy it that much more. Like for me, I, so much more. I was never someone who really thrived off of coffee. Like I never really needed it. I like my body mm-hmm. is so hypersensitive that when I do get in sort of a, a stressed state, like the cortisol just goes up by itself. Like I don't need the caffeine to do that. Yeah. But, I love it just does its thing. Yeah, it just it just goes. So I need to like <laughs> be able to smell a lot more. But that said, mm-hmm. I love the flavor of coffee. I love the warmth. I love the routine oh, of yeah. coffee. Me too. So um I'm a lot better about having decaf when I do drink it or at least C B D coffee so that it's kind of yeah. counteracting the cortisol spike that it would give you. But totally. to the point is like, because now I know like how sensitive my system is that mm-hmm. if there are mornings where I all feel like I'm already kind of heightened, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, my body doesn't, even if I want like the, the taste or flavor of it, I'm like, my body won't, it, that's not going to be good for it today. And I can, Absolutely, yeah. I can consciously step away from it and, mm-hmm. um, have, have a lot more of an re- appreciation for like knowing what those signals feel like. Yes. That, and that's the beauty of too, I think you know, eating intuitively and knowing that, like waking up in the morning and saying like, this is how I feel, or even like, this is what I have planned for the day and knowing this is how I should nourish myself. Or like, these are the tasks I should do, you know, to best optimize whatever lays ahead for the day or the week. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. It's such a, I, I, my, I would like, I want to reach as many women as possible to basically spread that message. And like what you were saying too, you know, like Mm -hmm. your body is your friend. Oh yeah. That was the other thing I had read recently. Like the universe, like the creator would have never like intended for us to have terrible cycles and like all these awful periods or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, when we just take that step back and learn to flow with it and just understand our rhythms, everything falls into place. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's beautiful. Things are off a little bit. It's not that your body hates you or, or something wrong with you. It's just your body's just saying, Hey, you know, this is off. Could you give me this? Yeah. <laughs> Could you slow down or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. it's just tuning in and listening to those cues. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally. Um, you know, I know so many women, it's, it's so easy to just like go on the pill and just take it. And it's, Oh, I want to get rid of my period or I, I just want to, I don't want to like deal with it. But from the beginning, like to just be educated on it and learn like educating yourself and learning how it works and then implementing it takes such a short time. If you think about how many years you spend menstruating it's so worth it to just take the time and and learn it and implement it because it's going to make your life now so much better, but then it's going to make your life way down your, or your health, I should say way better after menopause too. Yeah. And it'll help menopause too. That phase of your life is not something, again, I think we're told that we are, that menopause is supposed to suck. We're supposed to like (laughs) a lot of time we're supposed to be emotional and like, it's going to be like the worst time of your life. But like menopause 
was once like a really celebrated thing. It was like yes. a woman was like, Oh yeah. Like I can be free of this. Like I, you know, I, yeah. it was like a burden lifted and it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was something that was like awesome and like a positive part yeah. of your life. And now it's yeah. just like dreading and oh yeah, not natural. But if you are implementing the kind of practices that we've been talking about and you're going to help counteract any of those potential side effects on the road and it's you're going, absolutely it, it goes all in tandem with like this whole idea of like anti-aging I think that's like the wrong way to describe oh, yes. it like mm-hmm. you're not going to reverse aging you're not going to not age but being more in tune and living more holistically um both from like how you're nourishing yourself to how you're moving your body to how in tune you are with your cycle, it's going to help you to age mm-hmm. naturally as opposed to what we're doing right now, which is aging rapidly. Mm-hmm. And aging so rapidly, rapidly, absolutely. rapidly is, is what we're used to. To us, that is normal, but that's not. Yeah. So what no. we're going to do is age normal, which is a much more gradual, graceful process. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, that's so, that's so amazingly put. And it's so true that taking care of yourself now. Yeah, it's true. Like menopause, it's just, it's, it won't be what we think it's going to be like. Like you said, it's like terrible, awful thing. It will flow nicely and there will be some hormonal shifts, but it's, you're not going to experience, it's not going to be this, this hell that we've been kind of led to believe is, is going to happen, you know, and you will look better and you will feel better people, I think there was some, uh, something where like, if you were to do tests and like, see what was going on on the inside, we're so much older than we like may look on the outside, like our organs and how they're aging because of stress and eating processed foods, like processed, uh, vegetable oils, especially and things like that. So it's like, if you have access and, and this stuff is like accessible to anybody, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not, you know, like I, like I put out uh, free information all the time on Instagram. There's yeah, which I love. And it's so informative. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I just want to, there's, it's, it's like, you can start now. It's so easy, you know, start with just, you know, cleaning up your house over time in your kitchen, like swap out, start including much more like foods that grow in the earth or like foods that are not in a package you know, it's going to be like little by little. And before you know it, it's going to be second nature and you'll feel the benefits. And that's, what's going to give you the, um, like, you could just want going to want to keep going with it. Yeah. You feel those benefits. And I just know it makes me feel good. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. It's, and just that's, that to me is like worth its weight in gold. Agreed. And it's not, I don't feel at all. Like I'm like depriving myself it's like a diety or anything like that it's just feels good and it's like I can tell it's what my body needs and it's so worth it when your cycle feels good too and like your skin looks good um yeah it's amazing it's a cool it's such a cool way of living agreed agreed and I think it's something that everyone can benefit from like you said even if even if you're someone who already has somewhat regular cycles then you know it's it's it doesn't hurt to be more mindful yeah Oh yeah. Yeah. Regular cycles are not like, I think it's all still really good to implement. Um, cause there are women who I know, cause I remember even like as a teenager, there was always girls who just didn't have any symptoms or anything. And you're like, what the heck? Yeah. There are some women like that. And then there's some women like, like me who I always had like debilitating cramps, like the worst cramps ever. I think no matter where you are in your journey, um, to living, more in rhythm with your cycle it's always good to implement these things because like like we were saying it'll affect for menopause it'll make that transition so much easier um it might make um if you want to have a baby one day it might make having a baby that much easier you know what I mean and you'll feel better and sleep better it affects Mm -hmm. like I said I think I said it before the endocrine system affects like everything in the body so by nourishing it you're going to feel better in every area of your body. Yep. It's so true. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one thing I also just want to add for people who are tuning in and listening, and maybe you're someone who's still on the pill or a, another form of birth control that you're feeling like is not resonating with you anymore and you would like to come off it, but you are not sure about um, wanting to, you know, you're afraid that you're going to get pregnant or you mm-hmm. just, or maybe, maybe you're someone who's kind of like me, who was like, 
I have no bad side effects from my birth, from my pill. Like I actually Mm -hmm. feel really great and it's on time all the time. Like why would I go off it? Just know that like, because it's a bandaid and that more than likely you will have issues that are going on beneath the surface that you're not going to be aware of because it is suppressing what your body is really trying to tell you. And having, having that period every month, even if it's regular and there's no symptoms or whatever is not genuine. It's not authentic to your body. Um, Mm -hmm. it's technically foreign and that the longer you delay and really allowing your true, um, symptoms or whatever your, um, whatever your body trying to tell you to manifest. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's probably not going to be fun in the short term to have those come about, but in the end, like whether you want to have children or not, like you're going to want to uncover that sooner than later, because it's only going to make the process harder down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're on it because you're trying not to get pregnant, like there are many other alternatives that you can do to, um, prevent getting pregnant that are much more natural. And I would just encourage you to ask your doctor, do your research about it. Um, especially do your own research because Mm -hmm. I hate to say it, but a lot of the times as important and vital as, you know, endocrinologists and OBGYN are, they're not always the most informed to natural methods. And I speak from my own experience. I had to do a lot of my own research um, and in-depth studying of this kind of stuff to understand my own body because my gynecologist could run my lab reports, but they didn't even really know how to, what to tell me based off of that. You know, they were just like, yeah. you know, your estrogen's low, we'll go on the pill. I'm like, no, that's not. No. <laughs> Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, thank you. I know my estrogen's low. Like, what do you recommend? And they're like, no, I'm like, no, like, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is not, no. So that's not what I want to hear. <laughs> no. Um, so I just can't, I just can't, um, stress that enough that we yeah. have to be, we have to be curious and we have mm-hmm. to be persistent in understanding ourselves, um, and to not delay that. Yeah. I, I feel like one of the best options is like um, to work with your doctor and like work with a health coach and do your own research because I feel like that like well-roundedness of all, you know, utilizing those resources is going to help bring you to a state of well-being. Like I worked with a homeopath and acupuncture um, and you know, I, I didn't have a health coach, but I was in health coaching school. So I was applying everything I was learning to my own life, but kind of touching on all of it, you know, I don't think there's anything necessarily bad with like Western medicine. You know, I think it has its place too, but I think it's, it's really important to connect with alternative therapies as well and totally do your own research, like read your own books, like formulate your own opinions on it and ultimately do what works best for you because we're all so different and you know test different things out and figure out what feels good and feels authentic to you you know because ultimately that's what's going to make you feel the best you know and if your doctor says something that doesn't feel good to you you know feel confident to check out other sources other doctors you know yeah you know your body is your own so it's up to you to tune in and listen you know to what it's telling you you know agreed Totally. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like we could keep going on and on and on and maybe we'll have to have you back on <laughs> yes. for a second, second episode around two, yeah. but, um, to not take up any more of your day. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so informative and I love talking about this stuff. It's clearly hits home for me. Um, mm-hmm. so thank you. And where can everybody find you or work with you in some capacity? Yeah. Uh, well, I want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This was so much fun. I agree. We could talk about this stuff forever. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at golden.wellness. And I post a lot of um, content there if you were looking to start cycle syncing um, from that point. And on my website, which is www.goldenwellness.co. There's information there on my coaching programs and I have a blog as well with some posts about cycle syncing and feminine care too. So amazing. And we'll put all that in the show notes.
that's it for today's episode guys hopefully you can see by now why i love emily so much and definitely give her a follow at the very least she posts some amazing content and so many tips just there in her feed and her instagram stories and there's so much more to be learned from her blog and her program so go follow her check her out and yeah stay tuned for future episodes um thanks for tuning in as always it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review rate subscribe share with a friend anyone you think would benefit from listening um i appreciate you all so much and i'll see you on the next episode take care